I want winners. I want people that want to win. You play to win the game. You don't play to just play it. You got to put your money where your mouth is, Pete. It's not gambling advice. Good morning and welcome to Not Gambling Advice, sponsored by Prize Picks. Use code Just Baseball when you download for the best daily fantasy app. In this episode, I will be delivering two MLB best bets plus my favorite prize pick selection at the end of this episode. Yesterday was less than ideal. Yesterday was full of bad beats, but you know, it's okay. We had the Potters through the first five innings, and that was just gut-wrenching. First off, they took the early lead in the sixth inning, so thanks a lot. They robbed a Brandon Jury 400-foot home run in the fourth inning, thanks a lot. With runners on first and third, Profar had a 103-mile-an-hour seed that was caught to end the inning. I mean, that's just baseball for you. We narrowly edged out the under and Reds versus match Mets, which shouldn't have even been that close to begin with. We took the Pirates' first five innings money line, which was completely my fault. I know technically all of these are my fault, but some you chalk it up to the game. Yesterday's Tigers was my fault. There was no reason not to take the first five under in that matchup. I just got really greedy with a plus 160 line. No matter. We move on to today, and I have two picks to keep us in the positive. We are 4-2 and two on the week. Let's make it 6-2. and two. We are 159 and 134 on the year, winning at a 54% rate. We are plus 26.69 units. I want to get to 30 units so freaking badly, and it starts today. Overall, I don't love the board. I love these two picks individually, so I limited it to two while I normally give you three. First game is the Cardinals versus the Rockies at 8.40 p.m. Eastern. Jose Quintana, lefty for the Cardinals, who's 3-5 with a 3-3-9 ERA and a 1-2-3 whip. Taking on Kyle Freeland, a lefty for the Rockies, who's 7-7 with a 4-5-6 ERA and a 1-3-6 whip. We head to St. Louis, or excuse me, we head to Colorado, which is more important, for the second game of a three-game set. This is a classic matchup of starting pitchers who are not very, either not good on the road or struggle at home. The weather is hot in Colorado with the wind blowing out moderately to left field with right-handed dominant bats. This has all the makings of an offensive explosion from both sides. The line opened at 11, but has since moved to 11.5, so grab this over before it jumps to 12. I'd still take it at 12, but of course 11.5 is a bit sweet, sweeter in case it lands on 12. I don't think it will. Let's start with Jose Quintana, who is putting together a very solid season between the Pirates and the Cardinals. In his first start for St. Louis, he looked fantastic, only allowing one hit and one run over six innings against the Cubs. He'll have a much tougher task with the Rockies at Coors Field, who over the full season have been excellent against lefties at home. They don't rank as high, they don't rank as high in WRC+, due to that being a park-adjusted stat. But in the last 30 days, they ranked 9th in OPS against Southpaws at home, and they ranked 4th in baseball in OPS and 1st in batting average overall against left-handed pitching. Jose Quintana has pitched once this year at Coors Field and wasn't pretty. On July 15th, he allowed 6 earned runs on 7 hits in 5 innings and a 13-2 loss when he was on the Pirates. He'll be in a different uniform, but it should be much of the same. Chris Bryant won't be in this lineup as he did go 2-for-5 against Quintana in that last start, but the numbers against the Rockies' current roster still are not ideal. Through 98 plate appearances, he's rocking a 301 opponent batting average, a 336 ex-Woba, and a 460 expected slugging. Combine this with moderate wind blowing out to righties like Connor Joe, CJ Crone, Brendan Rodgers, Jose Iglesias, and Randall Grichik, we should see plenty of runs scored against him. Kyle Freeland was extended by the Rockies this offseason to give them valuable starts on the road. 
Freeland has a long history of struggling at Coors Field, dating back to 2019. This season, he has an ERA in the mid-fives at Coors Field, and will face one of the better offenses against left-handed pitching in the league. Freeland has been tougher on righties this season in terms of OPS, but that's not normal. In his past three seasons, right-handed hitters have performed better against than lefties have, so I expect those numbers to return to normal. That's bad news for Freeland. The Cardinals' bats should come out firing after a huge letdown game yesterday. The Rockies put up 16 runs with similar weather conditions, and we should see a similar type performance from the Cardinals today, who did put up five. They haven't faced him this season, but they've had moderate success against him in the past. Through 67 plate appearances, he's rocking a 254 opponent batting average, a 333x Woba, and a 407x Slug. The Cardinals rank 11th in WRC Plus the past month against Southpaws, and 5th since the All-Star break. I have no real faith in the Rockies' bullpen following Freeland, and I'm excited to see nine guaranteed innings of hitting from the Cardinals as they are on the road. They'll most likely be up in this game, so we should see nine full innings of hitting overall. I'm riding the over with the number one run scoring environment today on Ballpark Pal. So the pick is Cardinals versus Rockies over 11.5. That's minus 115 currently what I got it at. 1.15 units to win one unit. The second game of the day is Atlanta Braves versus the Boston Red Sox, which starts at 7.10 p.m. Eastern. It's Kyle Wright, a righty for the Braves, who's got a, who's 13-5 with a 3-2-2 ERA and a 1-1-7 whip, taking on Nick Pavetta, righty for the Red Sox with an 8-8 eight eight record, 4-5-1 ERA and a 1-3-3 whip. We're going to head to Fenway Park for the second game of a three-game set. Yesterday's game ended in a shootout as the game went into extra innings with the Braves winning 9-7. I previously banned the Red Sox in terms of taking them to win, but I didn't ban them on expecting some runs. The weather calls for runs today at Fenway Park. Ballpark Pal has it set as the third best run scoring environment, and we have two pitchers who I don't expect to fare well in this matchup. I've been a big fan of Kyle Wright's early success, and I've talked him up a lot in the early parts of the season. When I dive a bit deeper, though, I'm not as pleased, I will be honest. He's still a solid pitcher, don't get me wrong, but he's just not the ace caliber pitcher or even a strong number two like I pegged him as. His schedule has been very easy, and after an elite April, he's been closer to a four ERA than a two or a three ERA. He's faced Boston once this season and got blown up. He didn't even last through the fifth inning and allowed six earned runs. The game soared over the total of nine runs, and that was at home, where Wright has performed better this season. Following Wright will be one of the best bullpens in baseball, but the Red Sox saw every single one of their better arms last night. I expect Wright to struggle, and I don't expect the same dominant performance twice in a row from that bullpen. At the same time, the Braves should unload on some baseballs today. They love them some Nick Pavetta, as they are familiar with him from his time in Philadelphia. He hasn't faced them yet this season, but his prior history along with his struggles at home don't bode well for Nick Pavetta. He'll be followed by a below-average Red Sox bullpen, who, th almost, who also threw almost every arm they have yesterday. Through 100 plate appearances against the Braves' current roster, he's working with a 297 opponent batting average, a 371 x Woba, and a 569 expected slugging. That spells disaster for the right-hander. The Braves have the 7th best OPS this season against righties, and the 9th best WRC Plus since the trade deadline against right-handers. Both pitchers have an average exit velocity of over 92 miles an hour against the current rosters. We should see plenty of hard hits today, which tends to lead to overs. The Braves should not only pile on Pavetta, they should dump, demolish the Red Sox bullpen. So the pick is the Braves versus the Red Sox over 
nine runs. That's 1.1 units to win one unit. Let's get into my prize pick selection of the day. We haven't been amazing on prize picks lately, but it is a little bit tougher, as I'm sure you can imagine, with parlays. So I'm going to limit myself to one pick, and then you'll find me on my prize picks Twitter space later today to help the community so we can build a better five-piece. If you want to play along with us, join that Twitter space around 5 p.m. Eastern. The link to my Twitter is in the episode description, as well as the link to download prize picks. If you use code JustBaseball, they'll give you that full deposit match. My prize pick selection of the day is Matt Olson over one and a half bases. I really do like this one. He's only faced Pavetta three times, but in all three plate appearances, actually, in, he's over two with a walk. But in those two, he's flied out with over 90 miles an hour exit velocity with some 41 average launch angle. He matches up very well against Pavetta. First of all, he crushes four-seam fastballs. Nick Pavetta throws a fastball 50% of the time. Just to quantify the crushing of fastballs, he's got a 14-run value. That's incredibly high. Pavetta could spin him to death with a slider um, or possibly even a curveball, which... Matt Olson hasn't performed as well against, but even if Matt Olson were to not crush Pavetta, I do think that he can beat up on a bad Red Sox bullpen. So I really like his over one and a half bases. If you are not a prize picks person, feel free to play that on the books as I most likely will be doing so as well. So those are the three picks of the day. And remember, it's not gambling advice.